determined How now, dream. brown cow? Brown cow? How now? Brown cow, how now? Brown cow. Cow, how now? All right, probably what now, brown cow? What now, brown cow? <laughs> you gotta watch us talk about cows? Well, speaking of cows, welcome back bro, to Burpocalypse Now, a podcast dedicated to ending, if not preventing altogether, the Burpocalypse in which we currently live. I'm Sean, and we're coming to you from the Fortress of Seanitude in beautiful Hampshire County in western Massachusetts as fall dies and leads into winter, reminding us of our own unavoidable and imminent deaths. <laughs> so... Um, I know I said in the last episode that we wouldn't talk about um, behind-the-scenes stuff, the sort of uh, machinations of the podcast, and I'm going to try and stick to that in the future, but I do have something I need to, I need to talk about at the top. Um, as I've stated in the past, the exorbitant cost of doing the podcast is an issue, and um, one of the big things we could hypothetically do to offset that is uh start advertising and i'm using this uh platform today to beg isn't a great word but beg for people to advertise on our show now um now i mean like we are ready to kind of bring on some of the uh podcast faithful the your audible your casper lisa mattresses um mailchimp we've we've even gotten producer evan to mispronounce mailchimp the way that lady does in the opening of cereal evan uh do you care to mispronounce mailchimp for us mailchimp Okay, he's gonna work on it. Um, he's got to mix. He's got to mispronounce it better. But we can do that. That's just sort of a few of the things that we're showing in terms of our uh, advertising capability. Now, um, in theory, this is um, this would be a good thing where people who have a smaller product, where they're trying to get um, access to our audience of upwards of a dozen people, and but the but like the but like the thing is, I think. We don't. We're not going to do a lot with small advertising money. We need big corporate dollars to get in the black of our podcast. Each episode, on average, everything together costs seventy-seven thousand dollars to produce. So we're looking to just get some big ass advertisers who's going to give us a ton of money for no reason. Um, and you could have your brand reach a whole nother audience of over 10 people and so it's you know and all of our audience is funky taste makers funky taste makers i will be able to say that more uh, properly in the future um but we're looking at uh advertisers like say mountain dew i think our brand is extreme enough for that pepsi coke's already everywhere why not um have pepsi and have us be the face of pepsi to uh, people who listen to obscure podcasts from Western Massachusetts, uh, Black and Decker for for handy dads, um, Black Inches, um, we could do a spread there somehow. Um, Target, we could get some up and up products on the show. Safeway, ADT, DDT, BET, and um, yeah, like BET or even this Adidas 
which Courtney, Evan, and I could dress up as Run DMC and do an ad. Um, you know, it's vaguely appropriate, but I don't think it's that bad. Um, Puma, since we're already there. Uh, the Penny Saver. We'd love for you guys to advertise on our show if you give us a lot of money. Uh, the Advocate, in whichever city might be applicable. Um, the Advocate's mean-spirited, unfortunately titled Sister Magazine, The Heterosexualit. And, of course, OxyClean. Just any of those companies, if you want to give our show a lot of money, we'll kind of do an ad on it for that money. Hit us up. And speaking of hitting, um, no, that's not a good transition. Here's Courtney. Hi. I didn't hit anybody today. No. So, uh, Courtney, another big sponsor we're trying to get is Wikipedia, because I don't really know how Wikipedia works and think they could be a sponsor. Um, and they told me that they refuse to host a Bropocalypse wiki. Well, why? I don't understand. Uh, their response was, and I quote, we don't want anyone to know more about you. Well, that's pretty blunt. Yeah, yeah. Like, I assume, what's his face? Steven Wikipedia. Um, who's the CEO of Wikipedia. Like, he just, he doesn't want us to do things. As a recent contributor of $4 to the Wikipedia campaign, <gasps> I'm feeling a little bit hurt by this decision. Yeah. That's, like, what are you even putting that money in for? I don't know. Like, I'm... that's probably going toward their ad dollars. I thought that it was specifically feeding into any article I ever wanted to have written about me and my many pursuits. Here's four dollars. Mm-hmm. Now let's see my articles. What do they do? They pulled both middle fingers out of their pockets and said, "Hey." Metaphorically, or did you see this happen? I saw it happen. Yikes. Yeah. Well, it's like the guy took like a screenshot. Uh, well, like he had like a camera and like he was typing with both his middle fingers, like you know. So it's he was he was serious about it. Too serious. Too serious. Courtney, how are you doing? I'm great. That's good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing okay. Running the podcast is really stressful because all the money involved and yeah, all the sponsors who haven't gotten back to us. Yeah, that does sound like a pretty big workload. Yeah, it's. I'm calling the people at Mountain Dew four or five times a day. You didn't even mention that on your list of potential sponsors. Yeah, I did. It was the first one. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I only, just the only thing that stood out to me was Pepsi because you talked about it for a while. Well, maybe, yeah. All right. Maybe I should take the focus off Pepsi and try and focus on making us more of an extreme podcast. So I that just people prefer Coca-Cola, really, is what it comes down to. Yeah, but they won't uh, advertise on our show. Because me and Santa Claus got into a thing a few years ago, and they own him, so. Yeah. I hated to see Santa's rights get sold so blatantly to Coca-Cola. It, yeah, that's what happens. You know, 1998, they repealed the Glass-Steagall Act. Next thing you know, Santa Claus is uh, under corporate ownership. He's no longer in the public domain. Yeah. He's uh, Coca-Cola presents Santa Claus. <laughs> a Mars candy production. That's, wow. Yeah, it's, he sold right out. Well, they went with the big guys, so. Yeah. That's true. He's like the biggest guy we know. <laughs> T 
Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. You well, know you know he's working on his figure. He is. He is. And we shouldn't fat shame Santa Claus, no matter how much we've been conditioned to do it. But, you know, it's... That's why you always see those Santas that have, like, the finger up to their mouth, like, shh, stop talking about how fat I am. <laughs> I'm a person. Respect my sovereignty. Just shh. I'm Santa. I'm not fat. This is my Santa voice. Wow. It's not good. <laughs> this is why I'm glad I'm not at all children. what I've ever heard. It's not how I've heard him depicted. All right, all right, all right. Well, let me try again. Let me try again. Hi, I'm Santa Claus. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed Who it. wants some presents? Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think work on it. Are you sure? You know what? Let's just not talk about Santa anymore after this. It's probably the better way to go. It's probably a good point. Oh, oh, oh. That's vaguely uh, racist. But, yeah, a little um, bit. We also don't have the rights. No, because... As we mentioned. Yeah, like we're trying to get advertising money so that we can start using um, previously owned um, intellectual property like Santa Claus or the DuckTales people. DuckTales. Yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah, we're looking to see if, like, Launchpad McQuack wants to advertise on here. And it's like, the thing is, people keep telling me when I'm, like, looking into that, that, like, Launchpad McQuack, McQuack is fictional. And, you know. It's not how it was sold to me. Me neither. I was basically under the impression I was watching a documentary series. Yeah. About, you know, an, an old rich um, Scottish duck. And his um, and his unnamed brother having children, and then like just going off in the navy. I'm not gonna lie; you seem to remember different plot points from the show that I do, or maybe just that you remember it better than I do. I think it's probably the second one. <laughs> um, yeah, and like Launchpad McQuack was a um, pelican, I think. Well. <laughs> Not sure about that, but that's yeah, close enough. It's called Ducktales. Woo. Um, <laughs> so, um, speaking of things from the '90s that we all kind of liked. Woo. Um, Zima. Zima. Wait, that was that was probably earlier than the '90s. No, no, no. Actually, that was the '90s. That's like. That's then I like stand right by my. There. I stand by it. Zima. Zima. Um. <clears throat> Takamoshi things. What are those? The little eggs. Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. Um, wait. Slap bracelets. Slap bracelets. Um. Crimped hair. Crimped hair. Um. Jesus Jones. Flannels. Flannels. Wait, um, who's Jesus Jones? Right here, right now. And then there's more to that song, but. That's the only part I know. Yeah. And I didn't even know the artist. So yep. Jesus you are Jones. Absolutely the authority on this. He's uh, Jenny Jones's brother and is also the one son of God. Osh, gosh, begosh. Don't forget about that great company from the 90s. Well, yeah, but that was also from like the Depression. Oh. Because people were just wearing overalls and starving. Anyway, yeah. So. Um, Y2K is what we're going to talk about today. Um, and Y2K... Courtney, can you explain to us what Y2K was? Well, or you know, <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I can get into all the various technicalities of what it entailed. 
However, I can say that it was supposed to be the mass. Okay, I believe <clears throat> I believe that it was this idea, right, that computers were based upon a four-digit system, right, and yeah. that they would roll back to 1900. Two digits, says Evan. Right. Oh, yeah, because, yes, because it would be like... <clears throat> 99 and then it would go back to zero zero which would trick it into thinking it was 1900 and therefore did not exist and that there would be a mass shutdown of all modern technology is that pretty much the basic gist that's about it um it was a little more hysterical than that um largely because people thought modern society was going to break down well right because we were dependent so heavily on all of these computerized systems yeah atms all like sort of um, flight traffic, right? Yeah. Also, um, any any computer based operation so essentially much like was power in grids. peril. Yeah, I remember that there were a lot of companies spending hours and hours of overtime trying to prepare for this, um, and people were pretty scared. I, I remember, you know, there was a lot of talk about the world ending at midnight of two thousand. I had a party that year. Uh, I was a freshman in high school. I had a millennium party. Um, and we lived through it, thankfully. We did listen to a lot of hits from the era, and also Millennium-themed songs. Which were also hits from the era. Like, do you remember Robbie Williams' Millennium? We definitely listened to that song. That song's actually really great. It's good. Yeah. We listened to 1999 by Prince. Did you listen to um, uh, Willennium? I was actually going to bring up that we did listen to the Will Smith-themed <laughs> album. Willenium. Having to do with the millennium, which was Willennium. We definitely listened to that as well. And and we, but we lived through the night, and uh, there didn't seem to be any major technological hiccups. Not at my party. No, I, no, I remember getting up the next morning and being like, oh, all right, everything's going to continue. Now, that being said, the only technology we were really utilizing at my party was a boombox. So. But those were all supposed to explode I had a at 12.01. You had a cost? Oh, my God. Of course I did. Were they like another pair of overalls, or <laughs> I changed from my 1990 era overalls into my bright, shiny silver 2000 era overalls? Because <laughs> you thought you were going like right into the future. Pretty much, we thought it was 90s to space. Yep. There was no in between. Well, like we had Back to the Future Two to show us that that it was basically like, hey, once the turn of the century happens. Uh, flying cars. I was promised flying cars on several occasions, and I am waiting. Yeah. Not so patiently anymore. Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers will fire you? He'll fire me? Yeah. Specifically me? Yeah. Why? Well, like, he'll be named Needles, and you'll be uh, Michael J. Fox. That's that's what I understand of the future, according to Back to the Future 2. All right. Is that you'll be Michael J. Fox, and you'll get fired by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers when he's going by named Needles. I need to uh, revisit this film. <laughs> it's the best of the series. A lot of people will tell you it isn't because they're filthy fucking liars and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Wow, maybe we should have a different podcast where we rate movies. Yeah. It sounds like you are have a very uh, measured and critical well, way yeah. of... Well, it's like I have like a film. system where I start pretty angry and then I just go to blinding white hot rage. Not a bad way to uh, try to reasonably... Yeah. Measure something, success or failure. Yeah. Like, you should hear my opinion on Hail to the Thief by Radiohead. But, like, I'm going to have to get, like, a bat and, like, a folding chair 
and just go nuts. Probably probably break a lot of stuff. We'll save that for the pop culture podcast that we're going to start. All right. Because if the, because if your speech about how this podcast is absolutely running you completely dry of all funding and energy, that just only tells me we need more. Oh. Well, see, I was going to say, like, it gives me a reason to just get angry and scream at stuff. Again, giving us even more cause to start another podcast. Yeah. That's great content. It is. People love hearing angry white men screaming about things. They do. I mean, like, I mean, that's what Rush Rush Limbaugh has taught me. Rush Limbaugh. Rashi Limbaugh. (laughs) I was trying to say Rosh Hashanah, but was Rush Limbaugh's name. Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh. Oh, get on that, Andy Borowitz. Oshkosh Rush Limbaugh. Oh God, this is this is wow. bad. This okay. is this is bad. I'm wasting so much money on this bullshit. Like just literally. We should probably reevaluate the budget. But struggling like, portmanteaus. We promised we wouldn't do this anymore. So I, I think... did, but then I said at the beginning of the podcast that we were going to. <laughs> then you know, and that's a fair way to break. So a it's promise. like you know, yeah, it's like as long as you own it, I'm about to break a promise that I made only recently. Yeah, and it's like and explicitly. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, it's like it's like when you're a kid and your parents tell you, "Hey, um, we're gonna go to uh, the water park today," and you're like, "Oh, awesome!" And then they just lock you in your room for three days, and they're like, "What water park?" That sounds like a almost very specific anecdote. I heard it from a friend of mine. Well, his name's uh, Ron, and he has a podcast called Apocalypse Ron. All right. Welcome to the last episode of the podcast. Um, no, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're gonna make you assholes listen to this forever. Yeah. But um, so let's so let's keep talking about Y2K. Y2K. Um, Ev- producer Evan, uh, is the phone ringing? Mm. I believe we have Doctor Reese Stevens on line forty. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, he gets like he gets like the sweet forty line. Uh, so wait, right. did you just say that Doctor Reese Stevens is on the line? We didn't. Were we expecting him to call? No. Was I thought that he. I thought he very much didn't want to be in contact with us. No, but he he is he is a little better with uh, he's a little better with that. Um, okay, um, Courtney, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> My time. like every time my stomach starts acting up because I drink a full thing of uh, pancake batter before every show with the raw eggs. Well, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Haven't you seen Rocky where he like breaks two eggs in the glass and then adds a bunch of pancake batter and then is like, hey, carbs. Yay. First of all, I have never seen Rocky because it's a boys movie. But it's a good boy. Second of all, I'm positive that that's not what happens. But, but you anyway, seen it. sounds like you should be rushing off to the bathroom because you have pancakeitis. Yeah, I have really bad pancakeitis. All right, I'll be back, uh, Courtney. If you could just do this interview while I deal with my severe, severe pancakeitis. Yikes! That'd be great. All right, hang on. I hope it's not contagious. Wow, his footfall is so loud. Um, Evan Patch, the doctor, through, I guess. Uh, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
Yeah. Am I am I on? Doctor? Oh my gosh, it's just so I unexpected and wow what a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah. Where's uh where's Skip? I think he might be having explosive situations in the bathroom right now. I don't want to say any terrible descriptive words. It is it is a vile exercise that he does. And I just I don't agree with it. I don't understand what benefit he possibly thinks it could cause. But you know, to each their own, even if they're shredding their abdominal lining. I've been over here googling uh, you know, that show My Strange Addiction and seeing maybe if this is something that would qualify Sean for that. Well, I once had a strange addiction. And it was to um, painkillers. Well, I'm not sure that that's what... That's not the kind of addiction the show normally focuses on, but I, uh, my, I want to be compassionate to your previous addiction, and I'm so proud of you for getting through that. I mean, does it count as a strange addiction if I was wearing a hat the whole time I was doing drugs? Well, it's like, well, it's like, it, it's not like a fedora or some bullshit. It's more so like just a nice funny hat with like a head, with like a feather in it. Is that, is that a strange addiction? Uh, now that you put it that way, it does sound pretty strange. All right. My favorite band in college was Jane's Addiction. Anyway. So yeah, uh, I don't know why I'm taking up so much time when I hate being on the phone with you as much as I do. But, um... Try not to take that personally. I mean, it's not directed at you necessarily, except for the parts that are. Um, but I'm calling because Skip sets up a live feed that uh, broadcasts right down to my place here in the Cayman Islands. And, um, and I was listening to the podcast, and you guys are doing a job. I'll say that. Not a good one or a bad one. It, it might be one of those. Anyway, um, and you guys were talking about the, uh, the, the, y, the Y2K panic. We, bri- we briefly mentioned Y2K, and uh, yep, uh, so glad to have your thoughts So, on. yeah, it kind of, um, it kind of, uh, charred something from my memory. Also, can I just take a moment to thank you for being such an avid listener? We appreciate that. I mean, no problem. Um, uh, Skip said he would start the podcast, um, under the impression that, um, it would be making, uh, as he said, like, just squillions of dollars. And I was, first of all, as a mostly doctor, was thrown off by how um, squillion is not a number, I'm pretty sure. I'm fairly sure, too, and I don't know very much about numbers at all. Yeah, so he said you can get a 10% cut on a squillion. Squill. Yeah, a squill. Squill it. And so he offered me that, so I feel like I have, I'm in, like, I'm financially invested in the show in some way, and it's success. Hang on, my phone's going off. Um, this is embarrassing. Fortunately, the ringtone used to be Working for the Weekend by Loveaboy. And, I mean, I worked every weekend. And I thought that would cheer me up, but it wouldn't. It just made me angry every time I heard it. Somehow it's surprising to me to hear that you have an iPhone, because uh, I just would have thought someone with your technological capabilities would have, you know, you'd be beyond that technology at this point. I mean, it's like, you know, technology that, it's just sort of like a shortcut 
Like, I could, like, make my own phone or make my own toaster or make my own golf cart. But, like, frankly, it's just at a certain point. I can only build so many fucking things a day. Well, I, I can understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, uh, Y2K triggered my memory. Um, and uh, it, it kind of has to do with what you guys are doing here, or at least the parts you're focusing on. Um... So yeah, uh, the conceit of the show, if I am to be believed, is that you're broadcasting back to Skip Self in 1998, um, where he can prevent the apocalypse in the way that I've envisioned, um, but he can't know about. And so, with that in mind, there's a slight hiccup with the technology that um, that's kind of a problem. Really? What's that? Um, alright, well, so, hopefully I'm not going to get too technical with my radio and industrial engineering degrees, um, and all the jogging that comes along where, therewith, but, basically, um, the two-decade Anita, which I believe is what Skip named the machine after he'd been, uh, drinking Jaeger all night, and call an ex-girlfriend. His name is Sean. The two-decade Anita. It broadcasts back through a fourth-dimensional space where time is not fixed as in going forward or about to go forward. It, it broadcasts back into time that, as we experience it, has already been. And so in doing that, you know, we're traveling by, by fourth-dimensional space. And the thing with the fourth-dimensional space and broadcasting on it is you have to take certain things into account, like the fifth and sixth dimensions. And in the fifth dimension and the sixth dimension, um, a lot of the makeup is, how can I put this, um, realities that you no longer experience that are of a different outcome than they would have been if you had made a different choice. So, like the butterfly effect? I, I don't know what that is. Oh. Skip and I used to talk about this movie called uh, The Mothman Prophecies. American icon Richard Gere. I mean, I'm a, I mean, like, I'm a pretty grizzled man, but but I'm not about to talk shit about star of The Mothman Prophecies, Richard Gere. Like, he is just... Like, I mean, name... Like, name one bad movie that guy's done. You can't do it. And... So, yeah, we were watching The Mothman Prophecies, and it's about this thing called the butterfly effect, which is when... Well, yeah, you know the butterfly effect. It's from that Ashton Kutcher movie, too. Wait, what? Wait, so, I'm confused because you both... You've said that you've been listening to all of our podcasts. Yes. And we did actually, at length, speak about the butterfly effect and specifically these two films. Um, so I'm a little confused that you're not more on the same page. But also, you said you didn't know of it and then you just mentioned the exact movie. Like, I don't recall mentioning Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah, the butterfly effect. With uh, Ashton Kutcher and uh, Sean William Scott. And they go around and they're high, but they're not allowed to mention they're high. So it's just kind of a movie where two guys act dumb. And um, that basically predicts the future in a way. I don't know. That was a weird time in our culture, in all fairness. Because, yeah, you knew those guys were baked out of their minds. and They, they could never reference it. The 2000s, man. Speaking of which, let's get back to Y2K. Thank you. I do often get digressed. Um, so yeah, so Y2K, um, 
All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bite the bullet on this one. Um, you might be broadcasting back to the uh, wrong 1998 skip. Oh. Yeah, like when the broadcast goes out in uh, in fourth dimensional space, I think I have a lot of control over it, but to a certain extent, um, it can only be corralled so far, if you will, and um, maybe while in space, and there's no way for anyone to control this that I know about, instead of going directly back to uh, skip in 2018 here, um, and broadcasting back to a 1998 skip, but it's not necessarily a direct straight line, maybe. Well, I kind of understand that. Um, so, so our experience of Y2K, good old Skippy Henderson, if you will, his experience and mine, that is, was shared, because we were there together at that time, I think in the same dimension it seemed that way, although, you know, I'm learning so many things every day now about interdimensional time travel that it's hard to know. But uh, our experience, you're saying, essentially might not be the same experience that those who are now hearing this podcast have had. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I mean, it's, it's more so that it's broadcasting back to a reality that would have existed if different events had taken place, and does exist. But how it should work is that you and Skip Henderson and uh, Cleve, or whatever his name is over there, like you guys um, broadcast back to Skip's 1998 self as he was back in that um, timeline. That was my impression. Yes. Um, what I'm saying is it could be broadcasting back to a different timeline. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, because, I mean, like, it would need to pick one timeline, and maybe there was, like, one close by, and if I had more funding to do my science work or whatever, um, back in the day, I could have figured out fifth-dimensional, um, business, but instead, I just kind of winged it. And so, I'm not saying it's definite that you're broadcasting back to the wrong timeline, but I am saying there is a very slim chance that you are. Wow. So, do you have any other information regarding that particular timeline and whether or not they experienced Y2K? Well... Or at least the Y2K scare as we did because we actually didn't truly come to fruition in this timeline, is what I would say. Well, first of all, because of the similarity of uh, our timeline to this hypothetical timeline that we are uh, broadcasting to... um, It'll be very similar. So the Y2K bug will probably still be a point of contention in people's well-being, if you will. But two, uh, Y2K did happen. You just didn't know about it. What? Yeah, like a bunch of stuff went down on Y2K and just like no one publicized it because they're like, people aren't going to notice. But, I mean, this is a real statistic. Look it up. Not on the government websites, but look it up. Um, there were 40,000 robot-related deaths. Holy crap. I mean, it's... Robot is a strange definition, 
Um, it's mostly those like little uh, Tamagashi uh, egg things. Those all manage to murder children. Oh, what? Yeah, like, um... Oh, no. Yeah, like, you had to let it die, and if you didn't, it would exact its revenge on you. Thank God all of mine died. Yeah, like, a whole generation of Japanese children got wiped out. Yeah. And then they brought it over here. Now, uh, that, uh, Trump guy's president in this Don one. Yeah, that's true. That's very much a part of what we're trying to avoid here. Basically... This timeline is what they refer to as the, uh, as, like, the wacky one. It's the one where, holy shit, what if that happened? That's the timeline you guys are in. And I'm in, I guess, too. It's not the darkest timeline? No, because, like, there aren't that many death camps. But, um, but it is just a timeline of just chaos. Of just out-and-out, like, just crazy bullshit. And it's not good... But it's not necessarily bad. It's just sort of... Bleh. Yeah, it's, uh, it, there does seem to be a lot, be a lot of... Bleh around here. Yeah, that's actually a term I invented for it. It's accurate. It's uh, spelled B-L-E-E-E-E-E-E-N-C-E-E-E-E-H. It's a long story. But, yeah, so um, I'm basically calling to say that... Uh, it might all be for nothing. Or you could be doing it, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna pretend that this isn't at least mostly disheartening, uh, but I guess that we can hope that somehow this is reaching the correct timeline and that we'll still be able to make some sort of change. I mean, it's it's not impossible. I mean, it... I mean, good news, bad news. Um, bad news is it's very unlikely. Good news is, yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, well, I don't think Sean's going to be very excited to hear this. Have you have you ever broached the subject with him? I mean, I've kind of lied directly to him, to his face, um, about this several times when he's asked something like that. Um, he's a very bright kid, I think. No, he's not very bright. But, you know, he'd been watching a lot of Rick and Morty's, and, you know, he had timelines in his head, and... People would argue that this whole conceit's kind of a ripoff of Dan Harmon, and just nobody cares. Nobody cares. And so, yeah, I never really told him. I'm kind of afraid of how he's going to react, so I, um, Ms. Courtney, I need a favor. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm usually called sir when I'm caught stealing something. So I need a favor from you, and that favor is don't tell Skip about this. Really? Yeah, I've got to, i got to figure out a way to break it to him. Maybe figure out a way to kind of get everything, uh, you know, worked out so that when I do break it to him, it can be like, oh, but no, 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 but we're going to fix it. Right. That's I, And that was my next suggestion was, you know, maybe what if you worked on getting this technology to work in a way that we can absolutely broadcast back to the correct timeline so we can make efficient change. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we're doing. But, um... I just, I need you to hold off on Skip, because he's going to be really unhappy that I lied to him so many times. Um, alright, well, I don't totally feel comfortable being, you know, that Sean, Skip, is a very good friend of mine, has been for years, and I literally don't know you, but, um, yeah, totally, I'll keep your secret, why not? Who cares? See, that's what I like to hear. Trust is a currency in which no one can... 
I never said I trusted you. Yeah, I mean, I was just making a general statement. Um, yeah, alright, so, uh, the thing is, uh, tennis game is on in about ten minutes. Yeah, you better get to that, and, you know, whoever called, that might be urgent, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, tennis is really urgent for me. Gotcha. Alright, um, so, yeah, uh, don't tell Skip, but do keep that in mind, um, I'll get back to you at some point, maybe, I don't feel like talking to people in general, but, uh, maybe I'll get back to you at some point about, uh, if there's a fix for this thing or not. Great. Um, yeah, because, I mean, essentially, without a fix, you have undermined just the entire purpose of the podcast. I mean, just because a podcast now lacks a conceit doesn't mean it's not still original in a way. I mean, how many podcasts are there really of just a bunch of white people shooting this shit and riffing on things? There can't be that many. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go to my work shed, which is what I call my closet, um, because I don't have a lot of space in this apartment. Do you time travel in that closet? Uh, no, no, it's a non-functional time closet. Uh, that one's actually at the Hilton in, uh, Cayman City. Gotcha. Cayman City, Cayman Islands. Um, if you ever want to send any kind of correspondence to me, I don't know why I'm saying this on the podcast, uh, you can send it to 1500 Cayman Islands Way. Apartment 1C, Cayman Islands, Caymania. Really? That's the... Why would I lie to you about that? Caymania. It's still going. 716-4952-53B-7. I gotta go. Uh, tennis is on. I gotta watch Steffi Graf. Well, you clearly have a cell phone. Would you be comfortable, you know, it could be off air, but maybe you could leave your cell phone number with producer Evan. I'd rather not. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. Click. Click. Feeling better after ev- whatever with the pancake batter from this morning. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, how was he? Like, is he still on the phone or did mm, he leave? No, he very conveniently left before you could okay. hear anything. Right, that he yeah. Said. Um, uh, what'd, you guys, uh, what'd you guys talk about? Uh, you know, it was mostly just the Red Sox. <sighs> Man. Fourth win in however many years 15. that was. Thank you. 2005. I had to do math. I didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, since the turn of the century, Red Sox have gotten uh, four World Series rings. Because yeah, that's what we talked about. Yep. Sports ball. You know how much I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird and off and off brand for you. Like, I mean, like we were talking about Y2K earlier. Is that he had no, he had that? nothing to say about Y2K at yeah, all? Yeah, he is kind of a luddite. Yeah. Except for creating time traveling broadcasting. He, he did have something to say about the Mothman prophecies. So. Oh, uh, the one with, um, uh, what's his name, Sean William Scott? National Kutcher? And they're, like, going around acting like they're stoned, but they can't say they're stoned? I just... Dear God, help me. What was that one called? Dude, Where's My Butterflies? Eh, too far. Too far. You guys have clearly watched a lot of movies together. We've watched a lot of three movies. If only you could keep one of them straight. Yep.
Yeah, one of those movies is Jade, starring David Caruso. Oh, what? <laughs> anyway, um, I hate to do this, um, but we probably should wrap the show up. Um, Honestly, it's probably just for the best. I'm, I feel a certain way after talking to the doctor, which is mostly, you know, incredibly frustrated. Was he rude to you? Yeah, he's just not per se, not rude per se to me. Just you know, he's challenging. You've spent some time with the doctor. I have, but we just spent a lot of that time watching the Mothman prophecies and smoking tie stick. Probably would have gotten along better if that happened this time. Yeah. Well, I'll have to give him a call. It'd just be great if you could be present for an interview once in a while, you know? I feel yeah. like I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting on that. Oh, shit. Evan, are we getting another call? We are getting another call. Do you know who it is? They didn't say... Their name. Do you, do you expect any Evan doesn't calls? know who it is. I'm 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 expecting absolutely no calls because. Well, I mean, like, well, I mean, like, maybe uh, Doctor Stevens want to get back to us about something. Maybe, maybe it's him right now. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's uh, just Evan, patch it in, through? and we'll take a call from any any listener. Honestly, we're just delighted people are listening. Yeah. Uh, I'll patch whoever it is right through. All right. Hello. Why, hello. Oh, God. Sorry, I just, I was, I was calling in because, um, I, I felt like I didn't get proper closure last time, and I noticed you guys were getting other calls on your show, so I just wanted to show up and just say, hey, I'm South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Senator Graham, I wish I could say it was a delight to have you on the show, but I was very much hoping that the last time would be the last time. I mean, this time will probably be the last time, but I mean, like, who's to say, really? Um, anyway, I gotta go tennis zone, and, um, I gotta, like, Rafael Nadal, oh, he seems like, he seems like someone who would really love America. I, did you just call to say hi? Is that, you didn't, there was no purpose for calling otherwise? I mean, there's, I got a lot of free time on my hands until, uh, November. Because uh, Congress is off, and that's just, that's pretty much straight up Lindsay time. I'm just so, so glad that we're on your radar and that you continually listen to the show and feel like you have to be part of it. I do, I do. Again, I don't, I have no idea where Sean is right now. He Im- immediately managed to exit the room just as soon as this call came in. What, Courtney, I'm right here. Oh, Sean, I didn't see you there. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been, yeah, no, like, I've been here the whole time. Why are you hiding behind a plant? Why are you hiding behind a plant? I always do it this way. Touche. Yeah, I hide around a lot of plants when I was younger because all the boys would chase me around because of inherent masculinity and they would get all sweaty and never mind, never mind. I need to go read a Bible or um, call that page. Anyway, um, Lindsey Graham out. Thank God. All right, I just, could you just maybe, you know, put the phones on mute? I don't think I'm ready to take any more calls for the show. Uh, lines zero, zero, zero through 68 are muted. So many lines for such a small... Po- anyway, Sean, let's just wrap it up. Honestly. Okay, yeah. Anyway, um, oh. I'm here on line 69. Um, it's a very controversial number 
How in the world did you forget we had a line 69? This is Sean's podcast. Yeah, like I have a friggin' mixing board with 69 channels on it that I paid $176,000 for. Did did Lindsey Graham, uh, sorry, Senator Graham, uh, did you hang up and call back on a different line? I can't say I didn't. Um, what I can say is that, no, I did not hang up and call on another line. I called on another line while I was still talking to you last time because I felt like you were going to cut me off because I just feel like we got off on the wrong foot. I feel like you're missing that tennis match right now. Oh, gosh. Oh, no shorts. Oh, oh, my. Oh, my. I'm going to get me a mint julep and um, and some oyster crackers and, uh, and, a, and, a, and one of those fans. That you used to fan yourself. I should probably know the word to that because I am a consummate southern gentleman. All right, anyway, I got to get off the phone. I have to watch men uh, hurl balls at each other. <clears throat> okay. It's kind of a homophobic ending there, Lindsay. Yeesh. Well, I'm not, and it's like, you know, you never know if he's really gone, so. All right. So it's time for this week's directive. And that Sen- directive is Senator Graham. Who's Senator Graham. Are you there? I think he's actually finally gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's gone. So, I mean, I missed what you talked to Dr. Reese Stevens about, so I'm pretty much... Just don't worry about it. Okay. I won't. Um, So, I mean, pretty much I'm just going to do a directive based on, like, what I kind of saw on the podcast today, which, 1998, Sean, this is very important. Block Lindsey Graham's number. Such a good directive. Oh, my God. If that man calls one more time i just i might lose it evan are we gonna call on line 70 oh god i thought it was only 69 lines uh we have a uh, mystery caller on line 100 what? oh my god hello hello um have you recently put thought into your uh, blind situation my what situation? Your blinds, your your window treatments. I'm so sorry. Is this a um, sales call? It's not not a sales call. Who am I speaking with? My name is uh, Blinzy. <laughs> All right. Um, That's my nickname, but I had it legally changed. I have the nicest blinds, and I make sure to keep them very tightly closed while I'm watching tennis, which is happening right now. And you are missing it. Maybe you don't care about that, but something tells me that you are a fan of the sport. I mean, personally, me, Blinzy the man, the man you're talking to right now about your window treatments, um... Evan, please, just disconnect it. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's me, it's me, Lindsey Graham, um, and what I'm doing right now is not calling another line to get back on the show after you hang up on me, so I'm sorry, I'm just gonna go, uh, I gotta drive my friend Blinzy to the hospital. Please do. You both sound very ill. We sound horribly ill. I've had too many mint juleps and haven't watched enough tennis. Anyway, I'll be back. I'm sure you will. Lindsay, turn it down! Wow, Lindsay and Lindsay. Yeah. So glad to hear from those well, fine yeah, gentlemen, uh, fine southern gentlemen. Uh, definitely wish we could have them on the show in a regular way. If only they could be series regulars, so that'd be really enchanting for me. They would? Nope. All right. Not at all. Well, on that note, um, I'm Sean. This is Courtney. Over there's producer Evan. 
Lindsey Graham is on live 71 from what I hear. We are definitely not picking that up. We're not picking that up. And we'll see you next time on Apocalypse Now. Peace. Yes, peace. (laughs) 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 (laughs)